my indie spotlight segment where I give indie artists a chance to shine. That's every Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, Street Anthems Live, right here on K100 Radio. It's going down. Here's another exclusive interview on K100 Radio. You are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. K100, you bastard. Oh, yes. I told you guys, hold up a minute, just chill. I got you. All right, listen, this is the second half of our direct line interview for this particular hour and this particular day. Now, we're going to change gears a little bit. All right, we just talked to a, 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 a musical guest, but we've got another kind of a guest uh, on the line right now that we're going to have a completely different vibe and a completely different kind of uh, style of conversation about. And I don't get a chance to talk to too many activists, so I'm really excited to have her over here on the show on K100 Radio. And uh, I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Sinead Bullock. Am I saying your name right? That's right, Sinead. I want to make sure I got that correct. Yeah, Sinead. That's right, Sinead. Mm-hmm. This is Sinead, Sinead Bullock. Uh, she's on the line right now with K1 Radio. And we're getting ready to have a direct line interview. So what I like to do when I first bring my guests onto the air, especially when it's the first time they've ever been on the show, um, I like to go ahead and let you just kind of uh, take the floor and kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody what you've got going on, what you're here to represent, and what you're here to talk about on K1 Radio. Ms. Bullock, please go ahead. Yes, thank you for having me. So... Nadasa Wisa Kampanayu Mission at Tuyusqua, Wachi Shinnecock, Wachi Siwan Hockey. My given name is Aili Canoe. I'm Butterfly Woman, and I come from the Shinnecock Indian Nation, which is in Southampton, Long Island, New York, New York. All right. <laughs> um, I am an activist. Um, you know, that, that term gets used uh, quite a bit today, you know, um, but I'm an activist in terms of what people like to call me, but I, I'm just a traditional woman. And I'm just a woman that stands up for the rights of indigenous peoples all around the world. Um, you know, so I'm super excited to be on the show to talk about a lot of the different events that has been occurring um, as far as, you know, different marches that have been happening. You know, we just had two Native women that have been put into Congress and elected into Congress and are already moving and shaking um, in the political arena, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of positive things that's happening and what we like to call Indian country, but um, out of these positive things or what has kind of stirred these positive things are a lot of the social and environmental injustices that's happening to our people and to our environment. And, you know, we're standing up and we're rising up to, um, to, to bring into those social injustices. So I guess the first thing I, I have a, a question about is, you know, where, where do you start? Like where, where, where is it that you actually start with the level of atrocity that's happened to the indigenous people of this country, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's, it, for me, like, like there's, there's a lot of similarities between uh, what happened between um, uh, African-American, whatever you want to call slaves, black people, whatever term we coin it and uh, indigenous people, native Americans, whatever you want to coin it. I don't know exactly which one is a politically mm-hmm. correct term, but I just kind of use just plain speak when I do my show. There's so many similarities and so many right. differences. And even as a black person, I can't even wrap my brain to really begin and say, what's the issue that we tackle first? For you, for, for, for someone who represents indigenous people, and you say you've got all these different things going on and all of these uh, uh, issues that, that, are, that are happening in your community that's been happening since basically you guys were uh, looted, plundered, and pillaged like we were. Um, what, what, is it, what, is the one, right. what is the one that stands out the most that you feel like you need to grapple right now as a people? What do you think it is? Oh man, that's, that's such a hard. That's a real tough question. 
Um, you know, I think that it, it all starts with self. A lot of the, um, you know, with when you when you kind of get into that that self, we talk about historical trauma, and that historical trauma is has been embedded in our our genetic makeup in our DNA, mm-hmm. and a lot of times what's preventing us as indigenous people or as black people or like you said, whatever political term people like to to say, what's preventing us from moving forward is us ourselves. You know, you have all these different movements that's happening all around the country. And then when we try to unite sometimes, it's very difficult to move forward because this one's social injustice is greater than this one's social injustice. And that one's environmental injustice is, is greater than this environmental injustice. But at the end of the day, what's preventing us from really um, breaking down the borders between these social injustices is the historical trauma and the colonization that we have been put in, mm-hmm. the mindset that we have. We have to unbreak these shackles on our own minds. And that starts with self, you know, self-identity, self-awareness. Um, and the only, they always say, you know, in order to know how to go forward, you have to know what happened in the past. And a lot of times we have uh, an ideology that has been forced upon us through these institutions such as, you know, public schooling and even private schooling to say, okay, this is what this is what the history of Native Americans is in a nutshell. And right. so everybody's now experts <laughs> when they graduate high school right. <laughs> on Native Americans. You know, I, I get it all the time. People say, oh, I know all about you. And I'm like, oh, you really, you do. You know all about me. And, but they don't, you know, right. and, it, and it really starts with just self. That's kind of what I think the first thing is. And then once you do that, then you can kind of humble yourself to come together with other people that are either different from you or similar to you. And there's not a battle within that. Right, right, exactly. Now, you yourself, um, you know, we, 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 of course, we were, we, this was, this, this, this particular interview came together really quick at the last minute. Shout out to the homegirl Sharp Base for plugging us together and getting us over here, uh, chopping it up. Yeah. But I, I looked into, um, you know, of course, when she hits me up, she's going to give me some background. Uh, and, and such a uh, mm-hmm. you know a, you know really really strong educated woman you know you've got all these you've you've got you've got the degrees you've got all the work you've got everything done everything so much experience how do you take that and you say okay I, I've I've came out into this particular country into this America into this version of America at least this version of America that mm-hmm. we are in currently in right now I've went to these schools I've went and learned and experienced these things now I got to take it back to my people, my indigenous people, and convince these people that have rightfully so many issues with this current version of America that the path that you took is the right one. The education, the learn, learning, learning, um, going to colleges, going, doing all of these things, and, and kind of not not abandon the old ways. But I feel like indigenous people were were so much more in tune with the planet the, uh, that we live on that we're per- mm-hmm. currently killing. In a thousand, a thousand different mm-hmm. ways to kill this planet, a million different ways do we killing the planet? Like, like we got somewhere else to go. Like we can just hop on a bus and go to another planet. We act like that. We act like we got another one that we can just right. hop over to, and we don't. And I felt <laughs> like the um, the indigenous people, a, a part of. And I don't know everything about about it. I, I know I haven't really. Mm-hmm. I'm not a scholar in it. I know a little bit more than what the average mm-hmm. person may know because I do my own research. But it just seems like they were so spiritually in mm-hmm. tune with the earth. How do you take? your education mm-hmm. and, and take it back and then shape it to fit 
the the the, the soul and what and what it, it really means to be uh, Native American or Indigenous. You know, where it's more spiritual. It's not necessarily about books and everything. It's just about you being one with yourself and the spirit world. How do you combine that and make it all work? And then chart your own path. That Shanae Bullock and say, listen, I can do all of that and I can represent my culture at the same time. Well, I actually did it reverse because I was because I was born into my culture, right? So I didn't get my education and go to my culture. I had my culture. I had my foundation. I have my um, my roots and my understanding and self identity and awareness and balance in all of the medicine areas. You know, be it physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. You know, I had that balance already. Um, not completely, because, you know, I was still growing into a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went into public schooling and went into, um, you know, uh, college. Um, but always having that foundation. So if school didn't fit into that, into my life ways, then school wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I, in our indigenous communities, you know, everybody... The way we look at things, we look at things in a very, in a circular way. We don't look at, we don't have, we, our homes were never squared. They were always round. The circles that we sit in are not boxes. We don't really have structure of Robert rules of order. You know, when you're talking about being governed underneath natural law. Right. The institutions actually contradict our way of thinking. Because it's a colonized institution. Right. So I can't take my community and force them to be something that they're never meant to be however i could fit into these institutions and see it with an indigenous lens and take from my uh with using my indigenous perspective to see what of these studies are going to help i may not be able to take everything i may not be able to retain everything my mind and my body and my spirit might reject a lot of things from uh, in these institutions, but I just look at it as just learning how to create a balance. And that has, that day by day is the most difficult thing for me to do. Every day I wake up is a struggle every single day because the world that we live in, society that we live in, um, systematically oppresses anyone that is in the natural, uh, that tries to govern themselves underneath natural law. Yeah. And the spiritual law. And it, it's very hard every single day. But understanding how that system works is really to teach yourself how to navigate through it. Not how to take that system and recreate that system inside of your traditional um, communities. But it's really to how to be con- traditional and to navigate through the system to bring your people through. That's how I look at the education system. All right. Well, listen, this is K100 Radio. I'm your host, Blizzard. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show. Uh, we're, we're chopping up right now with Sinead Bullock. She's an activist. She's an indigenous people uh, community uh, member. And um, I guess, you know, you, you, you went back and you, you, you nailed the question that I was asking you because you, you talked about it being a struggle. And that's kind of what I was uh, trying to get at and trying to assert to, like, how is it that you function in this particular society when you know the history, when you know everything that's going on and you mm-hmm. know how hard it is. And you guys, I think the major difference, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the major mm-hmm. things that can separate the genocide that happened to indigenous people and slavery that happened to uh, African-Americans is at some point, some kind of way, which is right, which which makes sense, and which is a, a, a little bit right and in a hell of a lot of ways wrong, essentially. But you guys were able to carve out 
sections of this country to where you made sovereign. You 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 were able to at least some kind of some way. Well, actually, did, 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 that uh, really wasn't our choice. Uh, well, I know that it wasn't, wasn't your not. choice. No, I know, but it, it wasn't your choice. It, it wasn't black people's choice to be brung over here either for most for the most part. But at least in like in 2019, there's there's literally a community where you can go where there 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 is laws that and, and land that is owned and governed by um indigenous people and i i mean i know you you were not handed it the way you wanted it to be handed it, and a lot of you had to go and fight for it and get but you have that and african-americans don't so and it's not i'm not saying it like it's well a you also thing. have to look at it this yeah but you also have to understand use the word laws and laws the word law basically is what differentiates indigenous communities um because you have you have you have several different terms you have indigenous aboriginal native american american indian and indian those legally have different terms mm -hmm. when you're talking about a tribe that is federally recognized by the federal government right that tribe supersedes the state government right and its decisions and right. its laws and right. underneath the u.s code title 25 when you're dealing with Indians, the protection of Indians and a couple of those different sections of that Title 25 in the U.S. Code of Law makes the state have basically have to protect that particular tribe, which is federally recognized. So, but mind you, when I say that I'm Shinnecock, I am of one of the colonial tribes. I am of one of the tribes that first greeted Henry Hudson, as they as he sailed past the Long Island Sound and up the Hudson River, and uh -huh. in, in the 1500s, in Amerigo Vespucci, you know, and all of these different um, map makers, if you will, it was the Shinnecock and the Montauk and the Wampanoag and the Nahagansett. Our tribes in the Northeast, we were greeted first. Before there were 13 colonies, there were four United colonies, and before there were four United colonies, they were just small settlements, and those settlements dealt directly with our tribes. So our tribes in the Northeast have a um, an official legalized, legal binding agreement, not with the federal government and not with the state government, but with directly with Europe. Mm -hmm. And those agreements have, ha whether they have been broken um, or not, they still hold a lot of legal weight today. And so you can't strip a tribe of its sovereignty if the tribe was sovereign before you got here, exactly. you might be able to genocide and misplace <laughs> yeah. and right. move around laws and create, again, this system that is very hard for us to function through. Uh -huh. um, and that's the big difference. These reservations didn't come into place until the Indian Removal Act in the, eight, in 18, in the 1800s, the later 1800s, directly after slavery was abolished. But you have tribes in the Northeast that have a very different history. As we just lived there and settlement happened around us. And then it wasn't until the Indian Removal Act that they said, oh, well, these are still people in the Northeast. What are we going to do with the people that live in this neighborhood? Well, we're going to call it a reservation because that was something to call it. Now, are those laws upheld today? No. Um, almost every single title in dealing with pertaining to Native Americans in the U.S. Code of Law uh -huh. is broken. Regardless if we're governments are, are we're not, so, you know, it's completely broken. And th that's what we're still fighting for. Right. So is that so is that I want to I'm trying to get I'm trying to dive directly into the main 
fight that you guys have? Like, is is that is that the biggest core part of your of your legal and and and, and fight? But besides the fact that you guys were they committed genocide and basically wiped uh, uh, most of you out, is that is that the legal precedent? Is that the fight that you guys are still fighting right now to make those actual titles and laws that are actually written in history books and are actually on? on the books right now to make them be effective and make and make this country recognize them. Is that a big part of the fight that you guys have going on? Because as black people, we don't have that. We don't have reparations. We don't have, we don't even know if we, I mean, if you, if it depends on who you're asking. The way the, the Constitution reads, are we are we technically really, really free? I mean, we, 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 are, we are, but then they made us uh, exactly. a human. Right. So it's like they got all these other little slick parts of the Constitution and all these other amendments that kind of sort of say we're free technically, yeah. But so is that a part of the uh, is that a part of your journey? Is that a part of the fight of your people? Uh, what what is the core thing that you guys just hold up and say, listen, besides above anything else, this shit right here needs to be addressed. And is it is it that is it that which gives you well, the right to have? Everything well, yeah, else? I mean, it, it really has a lot to do with. I mean, um, again, you have you have federally recognized, state recognized, historically recognized or uh, underrepresented. And these are all terms for how tribes are classified or how they're looked at mm -hmm. by the government, whether it's state, local, whatever. Um, so self-determination is a big topic in what we call Indian country. And I'm not talking about indigenous people globally right now, because what's going on in Australia with indigenous people is the same thing that's going here, but their fight is going to be a little difficult to move maneuver through because of how the, 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 the countries are set up. Mm -hmm you know, on how they deal with the original people of those lands. Um, so here in in North America, if you will, and the same kind of thing in Canada, we never put borders between these communities. We are still fighting for what we call, quote unquote, trust responsibility. I mean, if you look at every single pretty much agency, every single law, everything that has to do with energy, Department of Commerce, uh, natural resources, environmental protection, national park services, all these different governmental agencies, if you really look through them, you're always going to see tribal, native, indigenous people. We are written in almost every single law in this country. And if you really read the fine print, so there's never a way for the government to get around it, but they are. And it has to do with us not being really educated and how that is. So it's almost like a roadblock. We need to become educated to see, okay, well, they're trying to go down this road, but we got to block them. Mm -hmm. because, and then we have to hold them accountable. You have to hold them accountable for it. But the hard part is, I mean, we're functioning right now as American citizens, quote unquote. Um, a lot of us don't like to say we are, but we are, right? We have Social Security yeah. card, yeah. and a lot oh, of yeah. that kind of stuff is changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... we're functioning, in, we're trying to function in a government that's not even functioning. So let alone <laughs> us Native people screaming trust responsibility. Right. I mean, you know, yesterday was the state of Indian nation. Every year, like almost a week after the State of the Union address, NCNAI, which is the National Congress of American Indians, they hold a state of Indian nations address and it, just hap it happens right in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And those are that is an organization that has all of the tribal leaders in Indian country of federally recognized tribes come together. All of the tribal leaders, all of the tribal presidents, they all come together and they have an address. 
and they give this address to the Trump administration. And again, just the same thing that you and I are discussing is what they're discussing to the government uh, administration to say, look, you guys have a responsibility to us as indigenous people. You're not upholding it. But the hard part is we do not have the military. We do not have the institutions and everything else that the government has. So we're a little weak in that area. That's pretty much. And economical power. Well, that's, I mean, now here's where it starts to blend in with us. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? With with black folks, what you want to call it. Let me me ask you, Mm -hmm. I got a quick question before I say what I got to say, because I don't want to lose this point. What is the term that you refer to Mm -hmm. black people? What's the term that you refer to us as? Black people, what you call I, I, I mean, I go back and forth between black and African-American. Okay. And I only do that because I don't want to offend anybody. I mean, I'm, right. I'm, I consider myself black and Native American. But, you know, I only really do it because I know who I am. And right. I just don't want to offend anybody. Right. You know, some people take it real personal. Yeah, yeah. This is know? not the show for that, <laughs> by the way, uh, Shanae. K100 Radio. Listen, okay. all bets are off. <laughs> but listen, though. So what I'm saying is, and, and this is, brings me back to my point, the similarity of what you're saying, the teeth that you have to have as a people, the muscle that you have to have as a people. See, here's where we start to find some similarities in between those that were genocide, that, that, that were committed, that genocide was committed against, and those that were enslaved. You feel me? And also genocide at mm-hmm. the same time on the back end. Also, oh, the, the, the similarities are this. The fight that we have is kind of sort of with the same entity, which is the U.S. government, which is essentially, if, even mm-hmm. if it's not Trump himself or his daddy, whoever, for everybody listening to the show, all right, their ancestors, mm-hmm. white folks, Caucasians, whatever you want to call them, we never got a time for the political correctness right now, but this country, the colonizers, whatever the hell you want to call these people, are a common enemy. Why do you, why, why it, it seems to me that if anybody, if any two ethnic communities in this country should be joined at the hip every time it's time to make a move mm-hmm. it's us it's it's indigenous native african black whatever the hell you want to call it folks and i don't understand yep. mm-hmm. why that isn't i don't i know you i know you guys have your own your own culture and we've developed our own culture within this culture that we've had to make because we're not even we're not even a lot of us call ourselves African Americans, but then again, you meet you meet you meet Africans who don't necessarily consider us Africans because we're so different in many lights, in many in many ways. So I, I never understood yeah. why we're not joined at the hip in all our causes because of our a our common history and enemy, and b because at the same time there's a lot of similarities in between what we actually need to happen. Let me ask you this: so I, I go all around to say that to say this: how do you think that? something can happen on our end your end how do you think the relationship between the indigenous and the enslaved can be can be broadened can be stronger can be built can 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 come together because i mean give me an idea i don't know but i just feel like why why not and it doesn't i think make it has sense. to do i think it has to do exactly what the first question that you asked you know and my answer was historical trauma decolonizing yourself as a person Mm -hmm. and then your home as a whole because the histories are very broad right you hear the word the term african-american you think of slavery in this country and then you think of native american and then you think of 
well, Native Americans feel this way about us. But then that's a very broad, generic, uh, cliche thought because the Shinnecock tribe versus the um, Pindor Lee tribe in Montana has very different history with mm-hmm. black people. Right. So if you kind of balloon that and you make it like the Shinnecock people are different or they're the same as the Pindor Lee, you know, there's going to be kind of a battle. But then again, you know, the common denominator here is the divide from the federal government. Right. Whereas they are the ones that have fed us this history. It is time for us as individuals to research our own history for our health and healing mm-hmm. first. And then humble yourself to learn about somebody else's history from somebody else. Right. From that particular person. It's one thing to figure, like, you know, do your own research on somebody else's history, but you're still kind of not learning about that person. You're hearing about that person. You right. should, In order to learn about somebody. And then once you kind of get that kind of out the way, there's a respect that comes. It's like, wow, I did not know that the Muscogee songs were very similar to the slave songs because some of the slaves hid in the swamps with the Muscogee during you know, the um, this, the Underground Railroad. Right. You know, so there is a, there is a, but that's the, that's the Creek and Muscogee people. That's not necessarily any other tribe. Right, exactly. But if you didn't understand that particular no. history, then you wouldn't know that. And I think that that's really what it comes because people that, when you have that historical trauma, naturally you, you're going to be defensive. Naturally, you're going to shut down certain areas of your brain from from receiving any kind of knowledge because you're just you're defending yourself. And I hear that so much about you know a lot of black people that I meet that like, well, my great 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 grandmother, you know, is Cherokee, and then I hear and I see the natives like, well, you know, everybody's Princess Cherokee's granddaughter, and you know, all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, but wait a minute now. Cherokee was a big nation. There's right. a lot of history with Cherokee and African-American right. people. Right. And and this person's family originates from Tennessee or actually Oklahoma or North Carolina or South Carolina. How do you know that this person is not lying? Right. You know what I'm saying? And those are things that we've got to humble ourselves to put those barriers down and just kind of sit down and have like a bonfire moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just really learn about that and it takes research but you know i think that that's what it's really really going to take i mean but it also takes somebody getting shot and raped and killed today in today's society in 2019 both black and native on both sides i think that the mothers who are native and the mothers that are black can come together and put those differences aside yeah. Because they live in the same zip code. They right. they live in the same apartment complex. These are things that are happening to their children that went to the same school together. Regardless if they were Native, Black, or Chinese, or, or, or Latino, whatever you want to call it. These injustices are still happening to our people. And I guess but the Black people... Have like there is a there is a lot of economical wealth that's happening in black communities that's kind of lacking in indigenous communities. That's something that native people can learn from. You know, I think 
Yeah. And then our governmental structure is something that could be advocated for with black people. Exactly. Because we we can actually protect and fight on a government to government level. Right. That black people cannot on that level unless they're in official position. Exactly. And, and Inside the U.S. That's, and that's the whole point. It's so it's so much it's so much to digest, so much to dissect. You know, and we 30 minutes is definitely not mm-hmm. enough for this conversation because I had like eight questions and I didn't well, get I hope to you any have of me them. Back. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, but listen though, no, there's but but everything you're saying is so true and it's so much to digest, especially uh, just just real brief. One thing that you said when you when you pointed out the difference between the two tribes, people have to understand that within indigenous people before white people took it over, there were warring tribes and different philosophies of people that actually inhabited this continent who who already went to war over several other different things that they didn't like about um, about each other and so of course that would carry on down mm-hmm. the line you feel what i'm saying even even after all the atrocities mm-hmm. that happened which of course would affect the relationship between the way one indigenous person looks at black people and another also like you said the bonfire mm-hmm. moment has to happen and also sadly i agree with the fact that there's there, there's going to have to be some kind of damn tragedy that affects us both to an, because how do indigenous people feel when we, when they see Mike Brown, when they see, you know what I'm saying? When, when, they, when they see Eric Garner, you know what I'm saying? When they see Trayvon Martin, are, yeah. are, 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 are mm-hmm. they feeling the same way? Are they feeling as tight as black people? I don't know. They should or shouldn't they? But how do we feel about different but issues see, that, but what, that, but see, that the problem, you guys? The big problem is social media divides who your demographic is. You know, a lot of people in the indigenous community didn't even know someone like these big things. And a lot of the native people that are dying, the black people didn't know, oh, I didn't know who so-and-so was. I didn't know that that happened in Seattle. Right. Because we haven't um, broken that little entrance to our networks. And it takes your radio show. It takes people like you inviting people like me on to reach a demographic and talking about things that they didn't know about. Yeah, I definitely agree. And now it's like, oh, we, we're beginning to break the cycle or the circle, like those, those um, gates to our networks and start opening those gates up. And start cross cr- um, dividing. I mean, cross crossing in between those networks. I think that that's what it's really going to take. Conversation first. Absolutely. You can't play in a war unless you had a conversation about it. Absolutely, you should you know. Be, you can't well, definitely can't fight, fight together. Yeah, you can't. Unless you, you don't strategize. Can't, yeah, you can't fight together at all without talking about our strategy at first. You know what I'm saying? Are we even? Mm-hmm. Are we on the same team? Are right. we on the same side? You know what I'm saying? Listen. Uh, great conversation. Hold yep. on. I, I think I have a, a person that may want to talk, and I, I always want to try to get a caller on if they do call in. Let me check my line real quick and, and check this oh, nine, awesome. 937 number. Uh, <clears throat> area code 937-349. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Who is this? Hi. Um, This is Shamika, and I wanted to give input on the topic tonight. Go ahead. By all means, go ahead. We got time. Go ahead. And I'm speaking as a minority. I am African-American and Hispanic. So I say this from my own experience. I think it's important, of course, to know your history and all of those things. Um, I was raised here in America, um, of course, um, in upstate New York. So I know what it is to have pride in who you are and, you know, represent your community. But I think there comes a point in time in which you have to move past it. Like, you have to move past all of the tragedies of your ancestors. 
You know what I mean? There's simply no time to dwell on slavery or what the white man took from your ancestors and how they took your land. You know, like I said, I am half black and half Hispanic, so I get the whole racism thing, the whole prejudice thing, you know, the whole, you know, history of America and how they did us. But I just think if you want to be successful in this country, or in any aspect of your life, if you focus on adversity and make that such an icon, it just hinders you, you know? So just, I don't know. So what I would say to your guests is, yes, you know, things have happened in your community, to your people, but um, come on. What about, like, what about when it happens? Time we have to what move about on. still happening? But what about when it's I'm sorry? still happening? Yeah, what about when it's still happening? Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Adversity is always going to happen. Like, it, it, there will never be peace on Earth. That's just part of the human experience. You understand so you me? And I'm just as hurt when I see... You yeah, I'm not I'm just saying trying, I'm just trying to follow it. Yeah, no, I, 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 well, I yeah, like, help, 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 let me, let me, let me moderate. Let me, let me ask you this question because, I mean, of course, you can't, listen, I'm, I'm a firm believer of your, your past does not dictate your future. I, I live by that mantra. If, if, if mm-hmm. where I came from dictated anything, I wouldn't have this broadcast. I wouldn't be doing this right now if that was the case. So that's not, that's, so mm-hmm. I understand that aspect mm-hmm. of what you're saying. But what, what I think me and my guest, and I definitely, I think I'm going to be, me, me and my guest is definitely going to be, um, on agreement with this is it's okay to let it go when it's dead and gone when it's done I don't necessarily always talk about slavery and put it up to a point where uh, we champion it to that point but what but what I will not let slide and what I will not act like doesn't happen is when a guy gets choked out by the police over a pack of cigarettes and nothing happens and and, and all that stuff is, is coming right. down the pipe is coming down the pipeline because of a history of, right. of, of feelings that this person of this color and this creed life doesn't matter as much that because if that was a white man that was choked out like that it, it, it would be a totally different scenario you agree right can you agree on that part like or no, when land, I, I totally yeah. understand or when that. land is still being taken away like Mac but you know what? our sister tribe is like in the process of getting their whole land stripped from them and they were the first to be greeted and we were just we were just celebrating how far that they've come and being able to get more land. And just in December of 2018, a notion has been made for that land to be taken from them as it happened in 1627. So I understand what you're saying. It's not like we're reflecting on our ancestors, but one thing in our culture is that we always honor and acknowledge our ancestors because they're among us. That's the belief that we have. Not that we're walking around sad and, and those type of things, but we are very resilient in, in our efforts. But if these things are still happening, we cannot continuously just move aside and let this stuff still happen because it's wrong. No, definitely. And where we're at now is being able to move for globally. I definitely agree with that. Um, but if, I mean, I just think that when you are in America, you have to understand that, you know, it, it will never be. I'm not saying be subservient and bow down. What I'm saying is, of course, you know, if there's injustice, stand up, march, fight for the people who have no voice. But to dwell on it and to surround your entire life around it so much to where, you know, people of other ethnicities and other races, speaking of 
white individuals don't want to, you know, have dealings with you because you're so far into your culture, that's a turnoff. You know, in order to be successful in this country and to move uh, successfully, you kind of have to not make Call that like yourself. your main goal. You're right. You know what I mean? You're exactly it's just right. a turnoff. You're right. Andrew Jackson said it best. He said it best. Kill the Indian and save the man. And that is that is a that is a an actual. There are great examples of exactly what you're talking about right now. To the point well, that I people can Andrew come Jackson back to their community. Something that was so far long ago. Right. Okay. I got it. Yeah, but it's I'm, still I'm, being implemented. Right. Today. Right. I got. I got. A, I don't mean to cut you off, Carla. I really appreciate your input. Nice perspective. No, nice. you are cutting me off. Yeah. Because I, well, I got to cut you off. She sat on this phone. Yeah, I got to cut you off. For thirty minutes. Yeah, because because she's the guest and you're not. All right. Anyway, K100 Radio. It's a good thing. I'm, it's a good thing I'm the boss over here, and it's a good thing I'm the moderator. I have to cut things off, and you have to, have to do that. All right. So I understand. <gasps> okay. I, I, no, I let her. I let her go on because I love to have that back and forth, and I love to hear someone who would like yeah. to attempt to take over my show, which is not going to ever fucking happen. It's not going to happen. It's my show. All right. It's, it's not gonna cool. Happen. I've walked in. I've worked, <laughs> I've worked in uh, right. museum fields for a long time, and I've yeah. dealt with questions like that. And I appreciate them because it needs to be had, and it yeah. needs to be had publicly. Listen, you I, know, because it's I, a real listen, debate. It's I, a real. Difference. I agree. I agree with. I told her. I, I'm. I'm all for. All for. Not trying to sit here and and, and, and play the uh and play the quote unquote race card when it's convenient type shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Nah, fam. We're not mm-hmm. going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You got to be a man and take care of your kids. You got to be a man, go out here and work and get on your grind. You feel me? You're going to respect these women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to do all that. But at the end of the day, we ain't going to act like, uh, we ain't going to put poor sugar on shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and call it a snicker bar. We're not doing that over here. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> facts. We're not doing it, fam. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, listen. Not I, with us being on front lines. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. But I let her ride out a little bit because I already no. knew. That she was gonna when she started talking, I was like, "Hey, I loved it. This is great. This is what we need. That fodder." Because there's there's yeah. a, there's a million a million a couple a couple million people who feel exactly like that person does. And what do you say to them? You say the I same agree. thing. Yep. What, what are you gonna say to them? Some of them, no matter what we say, they're gonna always feel like, "No, listen to my point." And I'm like, "Listen, no, listen to our point." And we're just never gonna we're never gonna go there. We're never gonna agree. You feel what I'm saying? But. Yeah, agree. Yeah, agree. We're not going to agree. Listen, it was great. We got to continue this conversation. Uh, I don't went all the way past the the, the cutoff time. My apologies to everybody that's still over here. My Instagram live, my Instagram live actually shut off because I was going too long. Um, So I apologize to everybody who may have been, you know, waiting to get back to the music. But this was a great conversation with Shanae Bullock. Before we go, I need for you to drop any information, anything that you feel like the people need to hear from you that we didn't get a chance to. uh, cover right here on this segment your social media where they can contact you yes. anything that you got coming up go ahead yeah the best thing to do is just follow me on instagram twitter um it's at a-p-o-n-i-w-i-n-d at a-p-o-n-i-w-i-n-d um i do a, a whole lot of different things um you know i could just go down the list but you know i'm um I'm just really grateful to be on this show and I hope to be able to do more interviews like this on, you know, more of a demographic outside of Indigenous Network, you know, yeah. to hopefully enlighten um, people and make and, and just make good connections all around all and right. help to heal the world. So well, we're, we're, we're glad to have you on. And uh, next time we'll open up the phone lines a little bit earlier, but I'm already uh, 15 minutes over the cutoff time. My apologies, everybody. I'm sorry. No but that was a good conversation. And I wanted to take that one call 
And um, we got we to gotta wrap it up. We're supposed to be done at 8. I appreciate it. Listen, make sure you go and check her out on social media. Rock with her. Uh, again, we'll have this conversation sidebar, and we'll continue the conversation, and we'll have you back again, all right? All right. Thanks all right. so much. Absolutely. You are tuned to the K100 Radio. All right, that's that. R&B. Yeah. K100, you bastards. I really appreciate you guys for hanging around for that particular segment. Like I said, of course, you know, we mostly talk to uh, music artists, and this is mostly a music-based broadcast. But again, at the end of the day, um, you know, when it comes down to uh, the core mission of K100 Radio, of course, you know, we have a lot to do with, um, you know, uh, social, uh, social awareness and um, you know, we, we slick be on some political stuff sometime. Uh, we talk about uh, a lot of different uh, uh, topics, uh, especially the whole broadcast was actually founded on the talk segment side of what what it is that ended up becoming the uh, broadcast that you see as K1 Radio. And uh, we definitely want to get back into that. You know, I, I really miss the debates. I miss the calls. I miss the going back and forth in the callers and sometimes having to occasionally hang up on the motherfucker. We all I understand. But, you know, sometimes. You know, we let them ride out as much as we possibly can because we love the devil's advocate. We love the jab. We love the back and forth. And this is a politically incorrect show. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, I hope you guys are tuned in for another one of our talk segments. If you're on um, our YouTube page right now, please, 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 please hit that subscribe button. If you listen to our podcast, make sure you follow the podcast. Follow us on SoundCloud if you listen to this after the fact. We really appreciate everybody who's rocking with us. K1Radio.com at k one underscore radio. Thank you guys for rocking with us. All right. All right, we're going to go ahead and get back to the music uh, real quick. And listen, um, I appreciate everybody who's rocking with us, for real, for real. Uh, we've got Illa Kill tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. We're going to have a Valentine's Day mix for you guys. A lot of R&B back-to-back-to-back over there in the evening. So you can get your groove on in case you don't have Pandora and all this other kind of stuff. We'll have you, we'll have you, we'll have you straight, fellas, ladies, on the late-night tip. Uh-huh. We out. You are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. This is Lex over the backwood ambassador on K100. Every 